0: Quite simply, God's direction, God's instruction is for man's own good. God does not lose anything, nor is He impacted personally in any kind of way if people choose to willfully disobey Him. Everything God tells us to do and not do is to protect us from certain destruction, especially from eternal condemnation. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. As part of today's message, we'll be talking about the need to obey the Lord. Most people just want to do as they please because they think that by doing what they want will make them happy. It is possible that doing what you want may bring some measure of momentary fulfillment. But when that moment wears off, you will be empty again. The only thing that brings true fulfillment Joy and blessing is doing the Lord's will. That is why it is only in our best interest to obey Him. And of course, nothing else can give us eternal life and eternal blessing. Today's message is inspired on the book of 1 Kings, chapter 13, verses 1 to 26. Let us go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord, Heavenly Father, mighty God, merciful and loving Lord, blessing and honor and glory be to you, O Lord, Heavenly Father. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. For you are worthy to be praised and exalted above all things. For there is no one like you, O God. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus I pray, Holy Lord, that you may please forgive my sins. Lord, I give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. I give you thanks, O Lord, Heavenly Father, for the sacrifice that you made through him. I give you thanks, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that we can have forgiveness and mercy and grace through the person of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord, that you may please, Heavenly Father, speak to us through your Holy Spirit, through your word, that you may help us to have open hearts and open minds, O Lord, ready to listen and to take in your word. Heavenly Father, speak to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We'll be reading today from the book of 1 Kings, chapter 13, verses 1 to 26. This is the word of the Lord. And behold, a man of God went from Judah to Bethel, By the word of the Lord, and Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. Then he cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar! Thus says the Lord, Behold, a child, Josiah, by name, shall be born to the house of David. And on you he shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who burn incense on you, and men's bones shall be burned on you. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign which the Lord has spoken. Surely the altar shall be split apart, and the ashes on it shall be poured out. So it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God who cried out against the altar in Bethel, that he had stretched out his hand from the altar, saying, Arrest him. Then his hand, which he stretched out toward him, withered, so that he could not pull it back to himself. The altar also was split apart, and the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Then the king answered and said to the man of God, please entreat the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored to me. So the man of God entreated the Lord and the king's hand was restored to him and became as before. Then the king said to the man of God, come home with me and refresh yourself and I will give you a reward. But the man of God said to the king, if you were to give me half your house, I would not go in with you, nor would I eat bread, nor drink water in this place. For so it was commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, You shall not eat bread, nor drink water, nor return by the same way you came. So he went another way, and did not return by the way he came to Bethel. Now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king, And their father said to him, which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God went whom came from Judah. Then he said to his sons, saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him and he rode on it and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. Then he said to him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I cannot return with you nor go in with you. Neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For I've been told by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread nor drink water there, nor return by going the way you came. He said to him, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water. He was lying to him. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. Now it happened as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back and he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah saying, thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you, but you came back, ate bread and drank water in the place of which the Lord said to you, eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. So it was after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled the donkey for him, the prophet whom he had brought back. When he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his corpse was thrown on the road, and the donkey stood by it. And the lion also stood by the corpse. And there men passed by and saw the corpse thrown on the road and the lion standing by the corpse. And they went and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. Now when the prophet who had brought him back from the way heard it, he said, "'It is the man of God who was disobedient to the word of the Lord. Therefore the Lord has delivered him to the lion, which has torn him and killed him, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to him.'" The concept that we gain through this story is very simple, that we need to obey the Lord. According to the Bible, if we choose to obey the Lord, we will be blessed. And if we choose to disobey the Lord, there will be curse. It does not get any simpler. One of the clearest parts of the Bible that explains this very simple concept is Deuteronomy chapter 28, where it says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock and in the produce of your ground in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens to give you the rain to your land in it's season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Quite simply, there is all kinds of blessing if you do as the Lord tells you to do, if you follow what he says. There is spiritual blessing and physical blessing. There is stability and protection. Quite simply, if you look to apply God's principles in your life and you follow what he tells you to do, life in general will not be perfect here because we live in a fallen world, but it shall surely be different to the rest. You will avoid a lot of heartache and difficulty and undesired challenges. You will basically avoid all the things that can go wrong that are involved within your sphere of obedience or doing what is in your power. God doesn't expect you to control the world because, quite frankly, you can't control the world. But He does teach us to make wise decisions, to follow His direction in things that are our responsibility, the things we do have power over. There are things that are immovable at the moment, things that are set. But within those immovable things, there is room for individual choice, for free will. That is what the Bible teaches. And that is where God instructs us where he will provide direction to those that have committed their lives over to him. That's the whole point of committing your life, of surrendering your life to the lordship of Jesus Christ so that he guides you rather than you doing things on your own, rather than you choosing your own way. All of us that have truly come to Christ and surrendered our lives over to him genuinely have realized the truth that by doing things our way, We have only brought avoidable pain and suffering in consequence for the wages of sin is death. And we have decided to hand over our will, our lives over to Christ based on the faith that he knows better than us that he can provide greater things than we could ever have if we follow him faithfully. That was the same premise that this man of God from Judah had followed. He supposedly followed the Lord out of choice, out of free will and God had given him some direction for his own good for his own protection. Now, we had mentioned that there is curse or destruction when disobeying the Lord. If we keep reading Deuteronomy 28, we see the following examples of what will happen if people choose to go away from God's direction. It starts on verse 15, where it says, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. But all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish, and your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them, and you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and no one shall frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch from which you cannot be healed." The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. And you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. You shall betroth a wife, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes." If we look carefully, all of these consequences are all over the world. Most people in the world have made a conscious decision to go against what God says, and the group of people that chooses to turn away from God continues to grow. And as the numbers continue to grow, the world will become an even worse place before everyone. In short, Everything will start to go wrong in everything that you do when you choose to rebel against God, when you decide to willfully ignore the Lord's direction, plain and simple. We discussed this many times in the past, and of course, we continue sharing this truth so that hopefully there is some better understanding on how reality works. Quite simply, God's direction, God's instruction is for man's own good. God does not lose anything, nor is he impacted personally in any kind of way if people choose to willfully disobey him. Everything God tells us to do and not do is to protect us from certain destruction, especially from eternal condemnation. God had given the command to the man of God for his own protection to avoid being included in the destruction that was set for those that had exceeded God's grace and mercy. God had commanded him not to eat bread or drink water in that place he had prophesied against because God did not want him to be associated with those people. When he disobeyed God's direct and personal command to him, he brought upon himself his own consequences. God's divine protection departed from him and that's why he was attacked and killed by the lion. When a person chooses to willfully disobey the Lord, they are leaving his divine protection both physically And spiritually. What we always need to remember is that at a minimum, every decision we make, every action we take bears consequences. And so the natural consequence of obedience is blessing and vice versa. The natural consequence of disobedience is curse. This is the way reality is set and there is nothing we can do to change that. This is the natural structure that exists. Most of the time, God's punishment is revealed as natural consequences to our wrongful actions, to our sinful decisions. God does punish, but our sins naturally produce bad consequences. That is why it is so important to also understand God's forgiveness and the issue with consequences. Here is where there is a great disconnect with how God's grace and mercy works. Just because God forgives, does not mean that the natural consequences of your sinful acts go away. Let's look at an example for a moment. The natural consequence of premarital sex could be that there is an unwanted and or unplanned pregnancy. Let's suppose that the woman that becomes pregnant genuinely repents from her sin and even turns away from committing that sin ever again. Despite receiving God's forgiveness, because God forgives when there is genuine repentance and conversion from sin, That does not mean that the pregnancy ends and that the baby disappears magically. The natural consequence still remains. And of course, the solution is not to get an abortion because you can't fix one sin by committing another sin. And yes, society will tell a woman that it is her choice to do whatever she wants to do with her body. And that is true. But the whole point is that every decision bears natural consequences here and now and most certainly in eternity, if there is no genuine repentance and conversion. And so no matter how much legislation may say it is okay and even a right, our human laws have no power over the natural structure of our existence and least of all over God's ruling on things. And just because people choose to believe that God doesn't exist so that their own personal wrong decisions don't seem to be affected does not make God disappear. Most people choose to avoid reality, but avoidance does not make reality go away. You can't wish reality away, and most certainly, you cannot wish God away. Now, one other very important point to keep in mind is that there is a liability for the truth. God goes through great measures to exercise mercy and grace on those that just don't know his truth. Quite honestly, God is most of the time exercising goodwill with mankind because He many times shields us from many of the natural consequences that should happen because of our actions. God exercises incredible mercy all of the time, but despite His mercy and grace, if there is the knowledge of Him, of what is wrong and right, especially if someone has been exposed to His gospel, there are dire consequences when the truth is ignored and dismissed hebrews chapter 6 tells us the following therefore leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of christ let us go on to perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward god of the doctrine of baptisms of laying on hands of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment and this we will do if god permits For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinks in the rain, that often comes upon it and bears herbs, Useful for those by whom it is cultivated, receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and near to be cursed, whose end is to be burned. Quite simply, if God's truth is rejected, there can be horrible consequences. When God provides his greatest form of mercy by allowing a person to be exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ and by experiencing it and then turns away from it, that person may face the greatest of all punishment. And of course, what will happen is a result of natural consequences and God's punishment, just as it is written, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And now to the final point, that we need to be sure That the Lord is in fact speaking to us like he spoke directly to this man of God we read about at the beginning. With regards to the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to be careful to retain what is exactly taught in the scriptures and to avoid fallacies and misconceptions. Galatians chapter 1 verse 8 and 9 tells us this, But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. And through what kind of people would this happen? Those that share something different to what the Bible shares. It would be those people that are under Satan's rule and influence. And yes, Satan has his own false ministers. And quite frankly, they abound more than those of us that do share God's truth. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 to 15 explains to us the following. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works. For your own good, Just because someone says that they are talking on God's behalf or that they are teaching you truth does not mean that they can be trusted. You need to be careful. That is why it is absolutely necessary to see for yourself if what they are saying is true or not and verify things through God's word. That's why we include extensive portions of scripture in what we share so that you can listen and understand for yourself that what is being shared is according to the scriptures and not based on some person's opinion. But I urge you to read and check things on your own. Don't go buying a book to get someone else's opinion on something. Go directly to the source. Go to the word of God, to the Holy Bible. There is no other source for God's truth. And remember this also, that the Holy Spirit will never tell you something personally that will go against His own word. Keep in mind that God's word, His instruction, is for your own good and for the good of those that surround you. It is in your best interest to obey the Lord and not the world and satanic sources of information so that you are in fact able to be blessed here and now, but more importantly, in eternity. The most basic thing we need to keep in mind is that we should choose to obey the Lord. We do not need to wonder what His will is or what He wants us to do. That is why if you have come to Christ, if you have surrendered your life to His Lordship, you should spend some time on your own every day reading, studying, and meditating on His Word on the Holy Bible. God can speak to you directly through His Word. All of His will and desire, ultimately everything that is good for you, is written within its pages. But there is one thing, if you have not yet come to have that personal relationship with the Lord, if He has not yet become a reality in your life, it is necessary to take that step. It is necessary to have Him come into your life through faith in Christ, because it is necessary to have the indwelling of His Holy Spirit in your heart, so you can be, in fact, guided by Him, as you look to submit your own personal will to His will. Jesus promised us this, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can in fact obey the truth that God has for those that love Him. A personal relationship with the Lord does not happen automatically. It is cultivated over time by spending time with Him daily as you submit your life to Him, as you look to do His will. My best advice to you, if you really want to have God's full blessing in your life, is to make Jesus the effective and literal Lord of your life. And like that, Obey Him even if you don't understand what He's telling you to do. Just do as He tells you to do and you will experience the greatest thing anyone can experience, God's presence and blessing. You surely do not want to go through this life alone without God and you surely don't want to miss out on the things He has for those that love Him. Let us pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we give you thanks blessed be your name, O Lord, because Lord God, you not only made us, created us, but Lord God, you saw us in our sin, and you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us on the cross, and that through his sacrifice, through the shedding of his blood, Lord God, our sins could be forgiven, and that we could have eternal life if we put our faith in you. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for your Son. And I give you thanks, O Lord, for your Holy Spirit and for your Word. Because, Lord, you have provided both so that we could be built up, so that we could know the truth, so that we could grow in you, Lord God, and become strong in you, Lord God. And ultimately, so we can know your will. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks because you just don't leave us around to our own devices. But Lord, you desire to guide us every day, every moment. Heavenly Father, so that we could be able to have the things that you have ready for us. Thank you, O Lord, because truly you are good and you are merciful. Help us, O Lord, to understand that your truth is the only truth that exists. And that there is only life in you. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and I praise you, O Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.